Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Herman Kane, and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. We've got a packed show for you tonight. Amazing lineup of guests. Rick Fox, former NBA player. Jack Black, comedian and actor. Bobby Lee, stand-up comedian. Chef Ford, owner of one of my favorite restaurants, The Optimist. Chris Rose from Major League Baseball Network. An amazing show. It'll start off right now with Rick Fox. Joining us now on the program, uh, a renaissance man in the truest sense of the way. He is a former professional athlete, a current actor, and most importantly in my mind, uh, a star of one of my favorite TV series of all time, Oz. He is Rick Fox. Mr. Fox, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. In my never-ending uh, quest to get every actor that's ever appeared on Oz, I do appreciate you. We had uh, Ernie Hudson on uh, a couple of weeks ago uh. to talk about the show. Um, I just can't tell you how much I enjoyed that show, and, and your role in that was just fantastic. Jackson Vahey, I appreciate that. Yeah, there's a lot of legends uh, that came through those prison doors. Uh, J.K. just got an Oscar for Whiplash. Uh, Terry Kinney, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, Chris Maloney, uh, and, I, and I love to see shows or movies or TV series where actors from you know, from the series pop up and takes me back to those days in Chelsea Pier, New York, huh? behind bars and Oz, and uh, I was so glad to be included in that mix. And it really was the first HBO show that truly pushed the limits and kind of really set the stage for everything that came after, from The Sopranos to Boardwalk Empire to The Wire. Um, it really was groundbreaking TV, and you were there for it. Yeah. No, I, I, the first original eight, I, I did uh, I did the last three, when we burned the prison down, and I remember sitting around with... Uh, Emma Walker and a number of number of actors there at the end, wondering, you know, we don't know what this is going to be. Guys were heading their separate ways, uh, and it wasn't but a short few months later that it, it became a hit, and and uh, we were all back on set again. But uh, yeah, it was it was a time it was groundbreaking. It really, I, I agree with you, opened up the door for what has been the type of cable television that we get now, the gritty cable television. It really launched a spectacular acting career for you as well, post-athletics. Real quick, I'll, I'll move along, but I'm so, I'm so obsessed with the show, Oz. How did you wind up getting that role of Jackson Vahey? Uh I went, uh, I auditioned for the role of, uh, and he got game uh, with Spike Lee in the morning, and I heard there was an opportunity to audition for a second uh, role that day on the TV, new TV series by Tom Fontana, and so I went up the street to Chelsea to his office, and uh, auditioned for Tom in his office uh, for the character Jackson Bayhew, and 
the end of the day, I was driving back to Boston and with, with two new characters to play, and uh, which ended up being two iconic, two iconic roles in the movie He Got Game and uh, and Jackson Bay U and Oz. So it was, you know, I auditioned like other actors do, and and just was fortunate enough to get both. Rick Fox joins us on the Mark Aram Show. All right, you uh, you have continued a spectacular acting career, and you've got a new movie coming out Friday. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, Dope uh, is, is out Friday. It's a critical hit and the audience favorite out at the Sundance Film Festival this past year and got a standing ovation at Cannes in the south of France a few months ago. And uh, It's about a young guy, Malcolm, played by Shabiq Moore, who is kind of carefully surviving life in Inglewood, California, in the tough neighborhood where I played basketball for, you know, for the Lakers in the Great Western Forum back in the day. Um, he's about to go off to college, and so he's juggling his applications and his academic interviews and his SAT scores, and that college he wants to go to happens to be Harvard. And as a young kid from Inglewood, you know, the deck is stacked uh, against him. Uh, to make it worse, he's a bit of a geek uh, and, and not very cool, but influenced by 90s hip-hop and is playing in a, in a, in a punk band, of all things, with two of his friends. Uh, and uh, and in this stage, in this case, uh, as always, a girl in, uh, steps into his view, and he he gets uh, pretty enamored with her, played by Zoe Kravitz, uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, and gets invited to go to a party. But that party happens to be a party by a drug dealer in town. Is hesitant to go, but as always the case when you have a young lady inviting you, you, <laughs> to make, you make different decisions. He ends up there and. Things go awry, and, and as they go awry, he gets his, his backpack, uh, his academic backpack, gets stuffed with a bunch of drugs. And he goes from a geek to being not only pretty dope in town, but having all the dope and being hunted for that dope. Uh, and he and his two buddies have to try and unload this. Uh, at the end, uh, things ultimately he ends up finding himself through all of this, and uh, goes from dope, uh, goes from geek to dope, and uh, back to being just himself. Yeah, you know, things I, I end saw, up pretty cool, so you got to check it out. I saw the trailer for it, and, and it looks fantastic. Uh, this this is a modern day tale, though. This you mentioned '90s hip hop. This doesn't t- take place in the '90s, does it? No, no, it doesn't. It's just in, the kids are influenced by uh, you know the great '90s hip hop artists uh, from the from that era. All right, so that that's style, the only music we, we style and dress. Yeah, the the '90s hip hop is is that's all we play on the Mark Aram show. So I have to ask you. Uh, okay. I'm assuming you're a West Coast Tupac guy, correct? Uh, I have it all. I mean, I was in the East in the 90s, so, you know, Biggie was huge for me. Uh, but definitely, you know, respected and loved Tupac as well. Tribe called Quest, maybe? Oh, that's there. my, that's my, yeah, Tribe, uh, you know, Tribe was my group. You know, uh, Soul to Soul. You know, the 90s, I was in, you know, late 80s, early 90s, I was in college, and then Boston, uh, you know, with all the influences and, you know, uh, man, the NW, everyone was coming through the 80s and, and early 90s, man. So it was it was a blessed time for great music. Well, as a diehard Knicks fan, I can I can now smile when I when I know that you are a Tribe Called Quest fan. I'll, I'll forget that you played oh, for the Celtics oh, and the Lakers. Heck yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> uh, finishing up with Rick Peace Fox. Boys. Uh, oh, definitely. Oh, man. absolutely. Bob Deep. I mean. Y- you tune into the Mark yeah. Aram show every night, and you'll hear nothing but '90s hip hop. Uh, the film is called Dope. It's in theaters this Friday. Real quick, Rick, before we let you go, you, who do you play in this movie? How are we going to look for you? I play. I play. The, uh, I play a councilman uh, who is who is uh, on in belief that things are going well in the in the school America school system. So I'm selling the I'm selling the a group of reporters that 
the school system is a, definitely a stepping stone and a ladder for our young kids uh, to bright futures. And uh, three of our young kids happen to be our three characters in the movie, and they happen to be up to no good when I am selling <laughs> that things are great in the school system. Excellent. I can't wait to see the movie. Thanks for your time, and best of luck in the future, Rick. Uh, thank you. All right, loyal listeners of the show know what a huge fan I am of just about everything HBO, from Oz to The Sopranos, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, and Game of Thrones. And now I'm a, think I'm going to have a new favorite show on HBO. It's called The Brink. It premieres June 21st at 10.30 p.m., and it stars one of the greatest comedic actors of our time. He is Jack Black. He joins us on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, Mr. Black? Very well. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Are you excited to be uh, you know, a part of a new hit HBO show? I am indeed. It's too early to say a hit HBO show, but it does feel that way. I feel, I'm very proud of it. Well, I see the cast, and I know uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, kind of friendly with Asif. Um, I'm good friends with his cousin. He's been on the show a bunch, so I have faith in, in he and you and Carla and the rest of the yeah. class. Um, tell, the, uh, tell my listeners what this show is about, The Brink. The Brink is uh, it's about um, being on the brink of World War III and all the swirling world politics that uh, that are uh, inherent in that world. And, and it's funny, it's political, it's action-packed, and it's kind of uh, an homage to Dr. Strangelove. I don't know if you ever saw that old classic by uh, Stanley Kubrick, but that was the inspiration for this film. I mean, for this television show. Is it, uh, does it take real-life events, or is this totally fictional, and, and you guys are doing your own thing? It's a, it's a fictionalized version of the world, but it's you know uh, it's 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 faithful to the sort of the geopolitical dynamics, if you will, of the United States Middle East conflict. Talking to Jack Black, uh, starring in the new HBO show The Brink, premiering June twenty first at ten thirty p.m. Um, Jack, tell us about your character. Who's your character in The Brink? I play Alex Talbot, who is a uh, low level low level. Uh, government uh, 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 official. I, I'm, I'm working in uh, fresh water projects, bringing fresh water to different parts of impoverished uh, Middle Eastern neighborhoods. And uh, really, I wish that I was in the CIA because uh, I just love some of the, the perks that you would get from being higher up on the food chain in the government. Uh, for instance, I'm a, a sex addict, and I love to smoke on the sweet ganj. And I know that the, my opportunities would be a lot more fruitful up at the top. Excellent. Now, I've seen the, the previews for it on HBO. Um, Tim Robbins is in this, too, right? Yeah. What, what's it like Tim working Robbins with Andy Dufresne? Tim, Tim Robbins plays uh, the Secretary of State, and, um, yeah, he crushes it as, as, a, as a world leader. But, you know, he's got uh, uh, a lot of... A lot of uh, competition up at the top of the food chain and there's lots of intrigue in the war room uh with with his storyline there's three storylines basically alex talbot down on the ground in pakistan uh and then you got tim robbins as as the secretary of state and you got pablo schreiber as an air force pilot and uh the three of us are, are sort of uh ex you know exploring different storylines within this uh middle eastern conflict Jack Black joining us, star of the uh, HBO show The Brink, premiering June 21st, 10.30 p.m. I'm going to pay you what, what might not seem like a compliment, but it, trust me, it is. 
Uh, just looking over your film career, you have starred in more I Can't Change the Channel When This Movie Is On movies than any other actor I can think of. Starting, uh, you know, all the way back to uh, The Jackal, your, your role in there, Enemy of the State, um, and of course, High Fidelity, Saving Silverman, Shallow I mean, you've been, you're in so many movies that once I'm flipping through the channels and I see them, I just don't change the channel. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you. That's a, that's a high compliment. Is, is this something different? I do from, my best. Yeah, you're amazing, and, and we're all big fans here on the show. Um, what's different between a, a, a movie performance like you've done uh, and a, a show on HBO, which is you know an episodic thing instead of one just set show, one set movie? Well, the main thing is just the long form allows you to go way, way deeper into a character. Uh, you know, just look at uh, at Breaking Bad as an example. You, mm-hmm. No movie character has ever gone as deep as he did with, with that with that guy because he got you know twenty, thirty, forty hours to work with as opposed to two hours. You can barely scratch the surface of a world or a character or a story. Whereas with television, you're able to chip away at it over over years. Finishing up with Jack Black, starring in the uh, show The Brink, premiering on HBO June 21st. One of my favorite movies of yours, uh, Jack, is The Big Year with you and Steve Martin. Uh, another movie that it's on, I, I can't change the channel. What was it like working with uh, a comedy legend like Steve? Oh, you know, he he is the master. And you just sort of sit back and, and, <laughs> and, and study. Did you become a birder but, uh, after that movie? What's that you say? Did you become a birder after that movie? Kind of, not really. <laughs> that was one I, I sort of left behind when I was done. But I, I mean, I'm definitely aware of them more now. Uh-huh. When when I see them, I can't name them, but I do appreciate them more in general. <laughs> and I can spot birders really easily now. I, I I'm assuming I'm assuming they come up to you quite a, a bit. That's like the first birder movie ever. But it was awesome. You're awesome. I can't wait for the break. Thanks so much for taking time out, and best of luck, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And say what's up to all my peeps on Peachtree. You got it, brother. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. There we go. Rick Fox, Jack Black on the Mark Aram Show. I do not disappoint you, folks. You want guests, I get you star-studded guests. You want tickets, I get you tickets. And I have tickets right now to give away. A pair of tickets, in fact, to see David Gray and Amos Lee in concert June 24th at Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, produced by ASO Presents. Christina's in studio, my musical. Uh, do, do you know who David Gray and Amos Lee are? Uh, I do not. All right, me neither. So, <laughs> but no, I'm sure okay. they're awesome. I've heard of David Gray. I think he's really good. So let's do cool. the seventh caller to 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. The seventh caller gets a pair of tickets to see David Lee and Amos Gray in concert June 24th at Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, produced by ASO. SO presents. Coming up after news, weather, and traffic, comedian Bobby Lee. Stick around. This is The Mark Aram Show. Gun blast, think fast. I think I'm hit. My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville, Washington to Woodstock, whatever and wherever there's severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news, the WSB 24 hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. Four out of five dentists recommend The Mark Aram Show. While he was scheming. 
Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram with you every Monday through Friday here on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Try to uh, taking it easy on a Friday, make you laugh a little bit. Helping me along with that is Bobby Lee, comedian extraordinaire, who is in town uh, performing at the Improv. Thanks for having me. Welcome South, brother. Oh, thank you. Oh, South. Because I'm from South Korea? Is that what it is? <laughs> are you Korean? No, my parents are Korean, yeah. But that, I'm yeah. San Diego. I'm San from San Diego. Do you speak Korean at all? Wow. That's like, I speak a little. I have to that out. No. Because my, my best friend in high school was Korean. Yeah. So he taught me every <laughs> Korean bad word. Uh-huh. Um, like, so, yeah, you can't say it. No. I, well, I can say it on that. No one's listening right yeah, now. Yeah, say it. Um, say one. Uh, Chomagra. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those don't really work in my dry cleaner. Like, she doesn't appreciate <laughs> no, when I come and drop an F bombs. Please don't do that. But I've learned, like, Saranghe. That's good. I love you. Yeah. Um, Samnida. Yeah. Uh, A good one is Dong. Dong? You know what Dong is? No. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> Kunjut. Ooh, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, is this your first time in Atlanta? Yeah, it is. I, I just can't believe I've never been here before, really. It, I think people were afraid, like, oh, he's, um, you know, he's Asian, so maybe he doesn't draw in, you know, in Atlanta, South. whatever. But it'll be fine. We, we've got a pretty sizable, diverse Asian uh, population. Um, I've been telling people I'm white, but I have jaundice. <laughs> so that usually works. <laughs> that works. That'll work over really well at the improv. Thank you. We, we have, um, there's no one, I don't think there's a dominant um, single Asian culture here. Um, we have a large Korean population, Chinese, Ooh. Vietnamese. So it's a, it's a nice melting pot here. In We're all human beings here. We're all connected. We have we have rednecks, we have blacks, and we have a bunch of Asians. Really, and one Jewish guy. You're, you're Jewish. Yeah. Oh hi. I'm I'm an island. <laughs> <laughs> he said like it was bad. Oh hi. Sorry. No, I didn't say that. Like apologetic. I was like, just in Israel. <laughs> I went to Israel with. Sh- I'm a doctor. No, no, shut up. You went to Israel? Am I too loud? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, I went to Israel <laughs> with George Lopez and Steve Byrne, and we uh, just went over there. They invited us there just to tour the country and stuff for did, free. Did you perform at all? No. Or? It was just like a vacation. Steve calls me, and he goes, hey, dude, you want to go to Israel? I go, yeah, let's go. And I went, and Lopez went. It was a lot of fun, man. Did they try to convert you? Is that no, the they reason? Just, <laughs> they just wanted to give us a tour of the country and like... um you know, just to say positive things on social media about, about Israel. Israel. So it was like a PR thing. Okay. But then as soon as I got back and I posted something, and then it just, you know, it, it just crazy on, you know, comments. And, really? Oh, yeah, because the other side. Yeah, know? understood. The other side is like, you're you know, you're on the wrong team and this and that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not at any team. I don't even know what's going on, really. I'm just chilling at a hotel with yeah, George I'm Lopez. Dumb, you know? I'd go to, I'd go to uh, Istanbul with George Lopez. I'd go to... Siberia with George. I mean, if George Lopez is taking me, I'm going anywhere. Yeah, right? that's the yeah. way it goes. I went to Thailand. That's great. Is, is that a, a <laughs> amazing? Po- I've heard that any of your senses can be delighted in Thailand. Oh, every senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you walk into a bar and there's a lady in a basket being spun. <laughs> that's that's fun. You know what I mean? And they play ping pong differently over there. <laughs> and I heard, I heard it's very cheap. <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah, 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 I heard it's very inexpensive too. Is that true? Very cheap. Yeah. The food's amazing. It was a wonderful time. I, I shot a movie with Michelle Yao from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Love that movie. And I had dinner with her one night, and she was nice. But I'm like, I'm not gonna hang out with this lady. She hates me, you know. Because I asked her a question. I go. Just as a joke, I go, hey, can you teach me how to run on rooftops and trees? <laughs> and you know what she said? What? That was wire work. <laughs> like, I know it's wire work, right? So what they would give me a per diem, right? Yeah. So I would take a moped every time I shot, and I would go to, like, a, a happy place. 
Nice. Yeah, it was we so have those fun. here in Atlanta too. We they have, give you a bath and yeah. wonderful things. I, allegedly, we yeah. have those places in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bobby Lee in studio. He's at the Improv <laughs> this weekend. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Tickets available. Improv Atlanta. Dot com. Uh, folks probably know you from Mad TV. Is that where yeah, you I was get most recognized? Uh, eight years I was on that, and then I did like maybe fifty or sixty Chelseas, and then um, I've done some movies, and I had a short-lived sitcom on NBC a couple of years ago called Animal Practice. It didn't work because the star of it was a monkey. <laughs> yeah, literally, the star of the show was a monkey. Uh, an actual monkey or a guy in a monkey no, suit? No, no, it was or? a little tiny monkey that was the star of our show, a sitcom. Yeah. And I found out that, like, it got paid more than me. So you could do... I sw- it got paid more than me, dude. Do you believe I, that? I believe that. I ab- absolutely do believe yeah. that. You can get. You can do a monkey movie. I mean, uh, Clint Eastwood... Are offering me one? Any Which Way But Loose. <laughs> yeah. Any Which Way You Can. Yeah. Tony Danza did a monkey movie. Yeah. But you can't do a sitcom. It. No, you the sitcom... It's, they're also impossible to work with. Because it was like I would turn around, it would be playing with its genitals. I swear to God, you'd hear this, and you turn around, it's playing with its genitals. Same with Tony Danza in the uh, <laughs> in the seventies. Now, was this when you say monkey orangutan? No, or it's like little a little monkey. The, that that ma- same monkey that was in Hangover Two is same exact monkey. <laughs> Get out, really? Yeah, it was. Of that course, monkey. he got paid more than you. That's a crystal. Freaking, that's her name. That's or she is a very yeah, important very monkey. Gifted. Gifted monkey. So did you, did you start with Crystal before Hangover 2? No. Or no, it was, it was after uh, Hangover 2. Oh, and that, that's it was, I, Well, first of all, I, it, I didn't even read a monkey in the script. <laughs> it was me, Justin Kirk from Weeds. Uh-huh. And there was like one moment where a monkey ran through the screen or whatever, but it tested so well that they made it the star. Wow. And then that's, what I think, that our downfall, really. Do you find yourself getting typecast as, as you know, Asian guy? Well, I didn't... No, I'm Asian. I know you are, but like... I'm not going to play Malcolm X or you, Abraham Well, it's Lincoln. like some roles, like there's some movies I've heard stories, like one one role... Oh, here it is. Um, this is a long time ago. Uh, Pelican Brief. All right? Oh. So Denzel Washington gets cast as the reporter in Pelican Brief. In the book, that he was a white guy, a yeah. white reporter. Uh. But they, so are, do you fight that? Like, can you go out for a, a, a role that's like... Well, I mean, I just did the show Comedian with Billy Crystal, and, and I... Since I did the dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. the same director Larry Charles. That's all right. Right. The so dictator, Larry Charles. Yeah, yeah. Larry Charles goes, "Hey, you want to do this? But you have to do an accent." But with with Larry, I'll do it. You yeah. know, because I know that he knows that it'll be still like relevant and contemporary the way I do it. Sure. And funny, like he lets me just go loose. Yeah. But if it's like some sort of Nickelodeon show, I won't do it. You have you it have just your standards. Ha- it would, yeah. If it was like. Um, you know, like Judd Apatow. I'm doing a Netflix show with Judd Apatow. I'm just reoccurring, but mm-hmm. I don't have to do an accent there. I just play myself. So most of the things I just play myself. Excellent. Really. I'm an American, man. I love it. You live in the, on the West Coast. Yeah. What's the, all right, so we're East Coast. We have um, There's no difference. our own issues. But you guys are in a drought? What's the deal with this drought thing going I, on I, I there? I live the water 24-7. Really? <laughs> Yeah, how, how awesome is it being uh, close to the ocean? Because that's the one drawback in my mind of Atlanta is we're so far from from the beach and the ocean. I I live like I did when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. I play video games, <laughs> I watch pornography, and I leave, never leave the house unless it's a set. And sometimes I'll leave the house if I'm doing like a acting thing, but like I will not leave the house. You ordering in food? Yeah, I haven't been in the ocean in years. Oh, you don't? Even no, know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Why would I care? You know, Where I don't know how to surf. You know what I mean? And you go to the beach and you get sand all over your crevices. Yeah, I don't like that. 
And then people with their bodies, like, like I don't want to feel insecure about my body. Well, you would look fine at a Georgia beach. Like why? We have, because, I mean, it's not L.A., it's not San Diego where everyone's in yeah, shape. I'm shaped like a scallop. You that's know why I mean? you'd feel oh, well why? in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Like, I actually take my shirt off at the beach here. Why? So Please don't. Yeah, exactly. I've <laughs> yeah. heard that many times. No, like, you look great. I'm like a hairy animal. No, people, you, you have a lot of hair. I'm Jewish. That's yeah, I have just no hair at all. part of the thing. I no, look, at, look, at, look at no hair on my it's arms. It's beautiful. It's called evolution. The, women pay m- millions of dollars a year for that to get smooth skin like that yeah. with no hair. And then my all down here, no hair. <laughs> that saves you a lot of. Uh, I have like three hairs, but they're straight. Man they grooming. They don't curl. You keep them though. You don't. Uh, what? You you keep those three. You don't. I don't. Them? Ke- I keep them because they're the only three I have. <laughs> but they don't curl. It's weird. They're worth good luck. They just stick out like it's constantly scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, yeah, it doesn't, I want it to, I'll, maybe I'll get a, what do you call it when you, perm. I'll, get a perm. A, I'll give it a perm. Perm yeah. them up. All right. Yeah. Bobby Lee in studio. He's at the Improv <laughs> this weekend. Uh, improvatlanta.com for tickets. Two shows Friday, two shows on Saturday. If folks haven't seen your stand-up, um, what, what can we expect? Um, I, don't, I don't have any editing thing. I get naked a lot on stage, and I just run into the audience, and I do crazy things. Club owners are cool with that? Yeah, I've, done, you know, I've never had a problem. I've done all the A rooms across the country, and uh, I've been, you know, this is, I don't know why I've never been here before, but this is the first time I've been here. So it's like, but no, normally people love it. Yeah. What, what area of the country gets you and what area of the country doesn't? I mean, I think um, I do better in Seattle. I do better in bigger cities like mm-hmm. New York. I do well, but um, people generally like what I do, you know, and uh, yeah, I love it. So, you know, everything's fine. Do the Asians come out for you? No, it's, it's funny. I don't really have a huge Asian that's audience. Ri- that's ridiculous. Why? They should. I'm saying they I should. I was in Toronto once and they're like, it's going to be packed with Asians because we have a lot of Asians and it was all white people. But I mean, there's cr- I there's billions I, of you. That's like a built-in home. I know. That's advantage. why I can't connect with my own people. Are you on social media? Are you? Yeah, I do all that. Nothing. I date an Asian girl. <laughs> what is she Korean or is she? No, uh, she's a uh, um, Filipino. Nice. Yeah, I met her on Tinder. Did you really? She's super. I'm hot. scared. Well, a I'm married. Yeah. And B I'm scared. Oh, you I'm missed sc- Tinder. But you is, missed is it, it that easy? Is it is that the, easy? Are you on Tinder? No, but I understand it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Really? I know a couple that actually just got married last week. They met on Tinder. You, you, th- this is why it's great, all right? I'm going to tell you why. Please. Because when I'm in a bar, right, and I see an attractive girl, I don't want to get rejected. Sure. Right? Because I'm sh- I'll am get shattered and I'm, I'm sensitive, mm-hmm. right? But when you're on Tinder, if they swipe to the, you know, you, they swipe like, you already know they like you. So then when you go pick them up on a date, you go, ah, I got this. So are you using Tinder in a bar? What do you mean? Like, if you're at a bar and you see a hot chick at the bar. No, 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 I don't do that. Okay. No, 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 I don't do that. <laughs> Again, I have no idea no, how No, that's this not works. how it works. Okay. Basically, you're at home, yeah. right? You're naked, okay. right? And you're watching- Playing video games. Playing video games. I'm playing <laughs> Destiny, right? I'm naked, <laughs> and I have porn on the other TV, and I'm doing both of them at the same time. I'll get on Tinder, uh-huh. and I'll go, right, right, and then every once in a while, you know, it'll say, match. And then you do a little message board like hi or whatever. But is it is it like geographically centered? Yes, it is. Like right. it's like a fifty. You can do a hundred mile, sixty mile radius. I forgot what it was. Cause I haven't been on it. In years. So you find a girl you like, you swipe right, right, and, and then, then if she does too. Th- yeah, and I only do like the hottest girls that I could sure. do. So and, like it'll happen like once a week. I'll get a match. Yeah, you know, and then. You know, you text them, let's get coffee, and, but you you co- you go into it with so much confidence. I like. I thought I liked the idea of at a bar you see a hot chick and you could just go see if she's on Tinder at that moment. Oh, that'd thing. be great. Yeah, that yeah. would. But I like yours too. But I then mean, you go, but you can go wrong. I learned a very valuable lesson, okay. which is, um, you know, if, if the girl has profile pictures with just the shoulders up, her face telltale sign. It's a sign because yeah. 
I, I got matched with a girl, and um, she had the face of Natalie Portman, mm. right? And when I picked her up, she had the body of Michael Chiklis <laughs> from The Shield. <laughs> well, he got buffed toward the end. Yeah, she was shaped like a ball. Oh, right? that's not good. And but I had to because she saw we, we we had eye contact, so then I had to take her on a date, and that was sixty dollars. Jack in the Box. No, I took her to like sushi or something because that would be nice, you know what I mean? And then so I realized you got to do body shots. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's. And then and then the next girl was my girlfriend. Perfect. And then we're in love, and she lives with me. Off of Tinder. Off of I'm, Tinder. It works, guys. Tinder it. works. I missed the generation. Uh, Bobby, hang out for one more okay. minute. All right, oh, yeah. we're, we're gonna come right back. Uh, he's on Twitter at Bobby Lee Live, and on Tinder at Bobby Lee Live. <laughs> Both of them. And I'm on BobbyLeeLive.com. <laughs> Excellent. All right, hang around. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Happy Friday to you. Hope Happy you have Friday. A, hope you have a great weekend planned. If not, uh, I suggest you go to the Improv Atlanta. ImprovAtlanta.com. See Bobby Lee in studio. His first time ever at uh, the Improv in Atlanta. First time ever in Atlanta. Tickets available at ImprovAtlanta.com. Yes, thank you. And I, I'm not going to... I'll come see you tomorrow night. Please Saturday come, night. you got to come. Yeah, I absolutely Please. will. What time are the shows? Do you know? I don't know. What time are they? Uh, eight, and <laughs> eight and ten. Eight and we'll ten, say. Yeah. We'll find out. I'll be there at the ten o'clock. May I plug some things? Yeah, please. Um, I'm away. an up-and-coming um, um, episode of NCIS Los Angeles where I play a money launderer and Chris O'Donnell and LA Cool J shoot at me. Really? Yes, I'm doing that. And then I'm also on a cartoon with Seth Meyers called The Awesomes, and that's on Hulu. Okay. And I'm also on a show called Love that Judd Apatow is producing on Netflix. I'm reoccurring on that. So check those things out. I'm a big fan of Judd. I love him He's so much. He's legit. He's the best. I have one gripe with Judd. What? So I follow him on Twitter, and I'll also be following you on Twitter, obviously. Um, and he was a year or two ago. He's like, I got this new book coming out. It's fantastic. I'm like, race down to Barnes & Noble. I got to get Judd Apatow's book. I like push old ladies over, grab the book, take it home, open it up, and it's not him. <laughs> it's like he jacked 15 stories from people and then wrote a forward. Like, <laughs> I found these funny. And I'm like, what the F? Oh, no. Yeah. Did you hear about the Dane Cook, uh, Judd Apatow war? No. That happened? Tell me. Can I tell you? Yeah. It's a little long, though. It's like a two-minute story. Go. We'll find time. You'll find time? Yeah. Okay, so this is what happened. Okay. I love Dane. Yeah. I mean, he's a friend, mm -hmm. right? But he's crazy. Yeah. He's really crazy. Okay. So what Dane did for years is just like he had carte blanche. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Carte blanche. Carte blanche? Carte blanche. Carte blanche. There you go. I'll just do it that way. <laughs> and um, he could just go up anywhere he wanted yeah. to. No one lit him, you know? And um, he, Judd Apatow had his show at the Laugh Factory. And Judd's a very funny stand-up, mm -hmm. really nice guy. But he controls the lineup. And Dane walked in and said, I'm going to go up. And then Judd goes, no, because this is my show. And he goes, I don't care. And went up, right, first. And he was also only supposed to do 15 minutes, but he went longer. But his opening line was, hey, after my set, after I'm done, come up to the improv because I'm performing there, right? Wow. To sabotage the show. Do you know why he did that? Why? Because Dave Chappelle did that to Dane two years ago. Wow. Right? Dane, Dane didn't let Chappelle go up. Yeah. Chappelle did a five-minute set before Dane. And what Chappelle said was, yo, man, right after the set, meet me outside. I'll sign autographs and photos. That's awesome. So when Chappelle walked out of the stage, the whole audience left with him, right? So he thought he could do that to John, Judd, right? But it didn't work. And then when he got off, he got lit. And when he got off stage, he yelled at the manager. He goes, you don't like me. I'm Dane Cook or whatever. Yeah. And then they banned him from the club. How long ago did this happen? Maybe two months ago. Really? A month ago. Yeah. 
And I got to tell I mean, I don't know, Judd. I mean, Judd's a nice guy. Of, yeah, and, he seems and like Dane, a great guy. I love Dane, but um, that happened. I, and I, I love why. the inside baseball. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I do when I see Judd? What's that? I'm just nice and yeah. I appreciate it. Cast me in a movie. Not, <laughs> I, I, no, not in that way. I don't, you don't go into things with intentions like yeah. that. You just be a nice guy, yeah. right? I don't really care if he does or not. If I think I'm funny. If you want to use me, that's great. Sure. I was in his movie Pineapple Express. Yeah. So he's used me before, and um, but... That was crazy what That's, Dane did. I love Dane, though. I love the He's a nice story. guy. Bobby, I got to go I now. I love you. News, weather, and traffic coming up next. ImprovAtlanta.com. Follow him on Twitter and everywhere else at... Bobby Lee Live. Bobby Lee Live. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.